everyone, this is Florence Bremer. Welcome to the Bonafide Legal Podcast. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a podcast to help attorneys and business owners with time management and lifestyle tips. We're a weekly podcast. We've been on the air almost two years. I'm a mother, grandmother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, (laughs) feels weird to say that right now, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer for over 20 years. We are on part six of our COVID-19 coverage, and I wanted to talk about the courts today because I actually had some, uh, some personal, I mean professional really, experience this week and kind of wanted to share with people what's going on. So number one, the courts are open, but they don't run like they used to run. In the past, you walk into court, there are a million people everywhere, there's hearings going on in most of the courtrooms, you can go sit in on hearings, and and things are happening. Now when you show up, there are a couple courthouses that are completely closed down. Um, The federal courthouse in Flagstaff is completely closed down. I've heard that the Superior Court in Mesa is completely closed down. I've only been going to the Northeast facility, which is at 40th Street and Union Hills. And I know I'm talking very locally about this. um, And I do have listeners that are across the world. Um, Sometimes I... um, When I look at my stats, I see there's people in Africa who listen, uh, South America, Europe. I'm always amazed by that. And thank you so much for listening. It's amazing to me that you're finding me. I really appreciate it. But I'm going to talk locally. I'm going to talk Phoenix. And then perhaps if um, you're in another place with another court, maybe this information can kind of help you as well. So they are open, but they're not working at, at capacity. And Things are either canceled. So over the last six weeks or so, I had a lot of things scheduled, things that were canceled. Many things have been pushed to June and July, and also the court has handled many things telephonically. And then a new thing that's happening is that the court has been sending me links for video court hearings. So in doing this, I'm really starting to realize how much of a time waster court can be for me in the past. Like for example, I might have a five minute hearing and I might have to travel an hour one way or close to an hour, find parking. Sometimes if it's downtown, go into a parking garage and deal with um, getting from the parking garage to the court going through security, getting up to the court, waiting for the judge, doing the hearing, and then leaving and going through the whole process again. So if I might have, let's say, a 20-minute hearing, and what I've always done when I was scheduling, when um, I really sort of figured this out, a 20-minute hearing is basically a half day for me. And this week especially, I was really realizing how much of a time waster it was. I was hired for a landlord-tenant eviction representing the tenant, 
It was a five-minute hearing, and like I said, in the past, it would have been two hours travel and one hour of waiting, because when you have eviction hearings, they'll do maybe, and this is, an, is not an exaggeration, they'll do maybe 60 hearings at one time, and if they don't call yours in the first couple of hearings, you're waiting. So this week, when I was hired, it was a giant conference call. You called in, and you waited for the judge to call your case. So um, take minus my travel, I just call in at the time. There were probably, oh gosh, I'd say close to two dozen hearings that were called in front of me. And during that time, I was on alert because I had to make sure that when they called the case, I spoke up. But I also was answering emails and doing some other paperwork and actually being productive with my time. So for a five-minute hearing, um, I worked, did other work and didn't have to be in the car at all. I am going to miss the formality about um, court hearings, I think. Over the years, I have argued cases in front of the Ninth Circuit where I would go to San Francisco. One time I had to go to uh, Stanford, my very, very first oral argument almost 20 years ago, more like 18 years ago. My very first oral argument was in front of Stanford Law School, and I'm sure those kids are so much smarter than I have ever been or ever will be, and did an oral argument in front of about a thousand kids. It was nerve-wracking, but it also, I remember it being kind of exhilarating once I got done with it, where I was just like, wow, you know, like all these people are watching, and it just felt great, and plus Stanford is amazing. It it's just a really, really cool place. And then I think about, I've never argued in front of the U.S. Supreme Court. I've had cases submitted, but mine have never been called for argument. And I think about all that formality and um, tradition to argue in front of the Supreme Court, and that may go out the wayside. There are telephonic oral arguments in front of the Supreme Court right now. And it just can't be the same as when you're in front of them arguing. So I did want to um, talk about evictions in Arizona and what's going on, particularly in Arizona, and then maybe this helps with whatever you have going on and whatever your jurisdiction is. Here is what I um, discovered this week. So Governor Ducey has... a administered all sort of, of executive orders covering all sorts of different things, business closures, etc., etc. There's an executive order on evictions. Initially, I presumed that the executive order would say no evictions. It doesn't say that at all. What it does say is that the eviction can proceed, the hearing can proceed, the um, it doesn't affect, like, the landlord asking for attorney's fees. But what it does do is if you do get that eviction judgment, then the it, when the constable shows up at your place, you can either present information that you are positive with COVID-19 or have been exposed to COVID-19, or that you're financially suffering due to COVID-19 
and it'll put a stay on you actually getting thrown out. So in my mind, I thought the landlords would be just sort of halting evictions because if you can't physically get the people out, sort of why do it? And and if and especially if you have a a tenant who's calling you and saying, "Here's what I have going on." Like why would you do the eviction? In my client's case, they did exactly that. They called their landlord and they said, I've lost work due to COVID-19. I'm starting to get back to work, but I'm going to need a little bit of time. And this is a um, someone who doesn't have a lot of money. And they um, obtained my services through a legal plan. So that's why they were able to have my services. But there really wasn't a whole lot I could do for them. I made an argument before the court. I argued the COVID-19 issues, but the judge said, well, that only stops the constable. And then I also said, hey, my client in good faith um, has submitted information to the landlord about this process. So could you waive fees and costs? And the court didn't. And it's, it wasn't all the money in the world because it's a it's a landlord law firm that's doing a ton of work so the fees and costs were a couple hundred dollars but when you took take their rent was um you know say less than a thousand dollars like in the six or seven hundred dollar range and then there were late fees associated on it and then there was attorney's fees and costs so now we're over a thousand dollars if they didn't have the six or seven hundred dollars to begin with they don't have the $1,000. And it just was so sad. And I thought, what are people going to do? You know, they're going to have these situations where when it comes time for them, for when the stay is lifted, they may owe thousands of dollars at that point. And if they don't have any money, how are they going to pay it? So I keep this, I, I put this out there too, that it may be something that you want to look into in your jurisdiction and maybe contact the governor's office. I told my clients, I said, you should call, you should call the governor's office because I don't know that they know how this is really affecting people and that it's not super helpful and um, that there's going to be a lot of people in this boat. Like I said, there were dozens and dozens of hearings on that day. And there will be dozens and dozens of hearings on other days that I'm not part of. Um, so I, I put that out there. Okay, what else is going on for the week? I feel like this podcast is going to be very short. I have been um, Bill Murray and Groundhog Day for the last month and a half. I'm still on, as I discussed last time, I have this schedule that I'm doing where I get up about five or six, work at my kitchen table or my kitchen desk, take my grandchild for a walk, get into the shower, get cleaned up, go to the office until whatever I need to do is done, and then go back home, usually work a little bit more, and uh, do dinner and household stuff, and fall into bed in a heap, by between like 9 and 10 every night. This is a seven day a week thing. This happens every day. 
So I was really, really starting to feel like Bill Murray and Groundhog Day, which I think is still streaming on Netflix. So it's a very appropriate movie right now if you're trying to find some things that, uh, I don't know, are entertaining. It's funny, too, and one of my all-time favorite movies. But I'm definitely feeling like I'm living that life. Um, what else am I doing? I'm doing tons of webinars. I like dozens and dozens. I sign up for all of them unless I find out they conflict with another one or conflict with any of my uh, telephonic court hearings or any other meetings that I have, again, which are telephonic. And then I just play them while I'm working. And if I'm hearing something that's particularly inter interesting, I'll kind of drop what I'm doing. But it's always playing in the background. And I feel like it's my time to educate as much as possible. I pulled out some of my old law books. I might just start reading some of them. Um, like I have this expensive book I bought on cross-examination some time back. And I pull it out and read it occasionally, but I haven't gotten very far into it. So I think that's one that I'm going to be working on. Like just trying to stay loose regarding being in court. I feel when I do get back into court, I'm scared of being really, really rusty. So I'm just doing as much as I can to educate myself while still working and trying to pay the bills also. What else did I do this week? I went and bought some coloring books from the dollar store, just the regular ones that are like for a five-year-old. I got a Wonder Woman coloring book because I was supposed to have a Wonder Woman birthday party this year. What do I mean by that? The first Wonder Woman movie came out at my birthday, maybe, I'm trying to think how many years ago. It's got to be three or four years at this point. And my whole family went and saw it together, and I wore a tiara and a sash, and it was super fun. And then we all went out for dinner after we went and saw Wonder Woman. And it was so funny because when we went and saw it, there was a a teeny girl also wearing a tiara. So me, who is 100 years old, and this, you know, five-year-old, we're both wearing tiaras to the movies. Um, so I just got coloring books, and we've just had them sort of scattered around the kitchen table. People will plop down and color for a little bit, and it's been great. And I bought, um, I love dinosaurs, and so I bought Jurassic Park stickers, and I'll decorate my Wonder Woman colored pictures with stickers. And is it juvenile? Sure. But it, it's relaxing and it's been fun. And when we sit down, if another person joins you while you're coloring, it's an easy time to chat. Like while you're sitting and coloring, you just kind of chat about nothing. And it's uh, been something that I've really been enjoying. What am I thinking about what this whole situation is. In my head, I've been calling it a hard reset. I've also heard one of my pastors call it a timeout, a time to contemplate. I remember in January, February, March, up until everything stopped, even last year, I kept saying, and I know I've said it in in many podcasts, where I would say, as busy as I've been, this week is even busier. 
and it just came to a screeching halt. I, I feel like it's a rebooting of a computer, almost. So what can we do with this? I think it is a time to contemplate. I literally was running in every single direction. You know, sometimes I would have two or three court hearings in a day, and that was just lots of time in the car, going to different places. Um, I would have granola bars on my front seat and was drinking, you know, coffee in the morning, Diet Coke in the afternoon, just trying to, to keep it going. And I don't know how I would have kept that pace going but for this. So I'm trying to find some sort of reason in it for me, but I don't know. It's hard, too. There's things that I'm thinking about, like today, actually, May 2nd, as I'm recording this, we were supposed to go to Disneyland. It was a, a semi-big family trip. My nephew and my niece were going. My daughter was bringing her baby. My pregnant daughter was going to come. Um, my daughter's husband was going to come. My oldest daughter. We were doing this as a big group. We had rented, uh, checked out a couple of, uh, reserved a couple of hotel rooms. And um, it just is gone, you know, just gone. So things like that are, are hard. Like when will that sort of stuff ever happen again? I'm still doing all my walks. I've never seen more people walking than I have seen in the last month and a half. Arizona's getting hot. We're up in the high 90s, and I see next week will be our first 100-degree day. Usually this time of year, it doesn't bother me so much, but when I'm doing these walks several days a week, I'm really, really feeling it. I really have to get done before 9, ideally get it done before 8 in the morning, because um, it's, it's just getting too warm. I ran into a client today and we were talking about it. Plus everything is like over bloomed. Um, there was a lot of rain in the last few months, a lot of rain for Arizona and everything is just like these shaggy weeds. It's just kind of gross, but it's nice to be out. And I know uh, my grandson enjoys it. He chatters, he babbles the whole time we're doing it. And I bring him snacks and I took him really early this morning while his parents were still sleeping to give um, his mom and dad a break. And then I had to come back and um, crash for a couple of hours in the in, in, in what was still kind of the early morning. I think I laid down about um, right before nine and, and napped for about two hours. I just was exhausted and, and burned out for sure. A couple of things to uh, watch and... Um, do while all this is happening, uh, things that are more enjoyable. If you have never watched the show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, it's on Netflix. Please watch it. Like, this is a show I really love. I know that NBC is promoting a show called, I think it's called Zoe's Infinite Playlist. I'm sort of refusing to watch it because I think it's a ripoff of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I also understand that on the NBC show, the songs are not original. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend has these, this amazing soundtrack of songs that were written for the show. They do all sorts of styles. Like sometimes the songs are like 80s rock songs or 
sound like they're from the show Chicago um, or other different um, Broadway plays. So the writers are a fan of everything. Or it might sound like a, a boy band song, like just a huge range. The very, very sad thing about it is Adam Schlesinger, who was one of the writers of the songs for the show, died of coronavirus in the last few weeks. And I think he was like 51. It just is heartbreaking. I was listening to the soundtrack yesterday when I was working um, kind of late on Friday night. It's sort of like with everything that's been happening, had like a weird, um, a weird sort of uh, evening on Friday night. Like usually everyone is around and no one was around last night. My youngest daughter went to bed. She's just been kind of having a headache on and off for the last few days. I think it a lot has to do with doing school on a laptop. And she we took her phone away at night because she was staying up all night with it. And I think she's just getting like a strained neck. And just the stress, you know, for her of not being able to see her friends and not having anything social going on that she just wasn't feeling great. Um, so she went to bed early. And then my daughter, who is pregnant, she still has her apartment for the next month. So she stayed at that apartment. And she's getting, you know, ready to move. And, and there's, um, you know, they're getting the stuff out of there. Um, my other daughter, who is uh, the one with the baby, her husband was off last night. He usually works evening. So they were upstairs, you know, watching movies and spending some time together as a couple. And my husband went for a drive because he just was like, I need to like not be in the house for a little bit. So he went out on his motorcycle for a few hours. So it was weird. Like just all of a sudden I was like, Hey, there's nobody around. So I was working at the kitchen table and I was just playing, um, songs from crazy ex-girlfriend and there's one that I love if you put if you if you don't watch the show and it's actually much later in the episodes I think it's season four which is the last season it's called don't be a lawyer and it sounds like a new edition song and it really really cracks me up so whether you're a lawyer or not a lawyer I think you'll appreciate the the song um, it just talks about like the tedium of being a lawyer you know, that you go in and you, and you think it's going to be like all idealistic. And then you're working on a pharmaceutical case for four years. Like that's one of the lyrics, but it's all cute in the lyric. It's just not me saying it. So if you haven't watched it before, try it. I, it was actually a show where I felt I wouldn't like it. Like I, I didn't like the premise of it. And then Entertainment Weekly kept saying, this is a really cute show. Like you should watch it. And they have done that to me before. They did it with Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which ended up being one of my all-time favorite shows. I love Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. The fourth season is a little uneven. It doesn't keep up with the momentum. But it's a really funny show, a great cast, really talented singers, cute men. <laughs> and uh, um, Rachel Bloom is the star, and I really, really like her. Okay, so... Something to watch on Netflix. I started it this morning, but dozed off from my overheated walk. But I 
was re- was uh, referred to it on the film vault, the podcast I listened to, and wasn't something, I don't think I, if I would have saw it myself, I don't know that I ever would have watched it, but it's a documentary called Operation Odessa, and it's about these criminals during the 80s who buy a Russian um, warship, and I, I don't know what happens yet. Like, I started it, and I'm like, this is a crazy cast of characters. And it's all the people from that time. They're much older now, of course, like 40 years has gone by. But they're telling the story of what happened. And I'm fascinated. If you're also looking for stuff to watch, you can get HBO free for 14 days. We signed up for it on Friday because I told my kids that I was feeling like Nicole Kidman from the movie The Others. This doesn't give anything away, but in the movie, she's constantly opening doors and shutting doors and drawing blinds and opening the blinds and just going from room to room. And I feel like I'm doing that all the time. I'm just carrying my laundry from room to room. I'm opening up the blinds because it's too dark. It, you know, just like constantly. And then with the baby, like closing the bathroom door, closing my my door, you know, just going room to room, closing doors, opening drapes, closing drapes. And and she does this in this movie. It's a, um, it's not her just doing that. <laughs> That's a very small part of it. But it is why I felt like her in this movie. If you've never seen it before, watch it. It's kind of a old school ghost story. The movie's kind of old, like, oh gosh. It probably came out right after The Sixth Sense. So we're talking 20 years, maybe. And it's a really good movie. It it never got, I think, the... Um, well, it never got the popularity that The Sixth Sense did. People might have felt it was a little bit of a, a ripoff, but I don't think so. It's like a very old-fashioned type of ghost story with old-fashioned sets a big haunted house in the English countryside, uh, spooky characters, and you're not sure what's happening, and just like a, a cool little twist at the end. So I highly recommend it if you've never seen it before. Other things that you can do that hopefully bring you some happiness, try a virtual happy hour. I'm trying my first one ever tonight. I'm doing it with the... Uh, with a podcast, with the Film Vault podcast that I told you about before. They're having a virtual happy hour. But I'm hearing people are doing this all the time with um, with their friends. And it's something that I'd like to maybe look into, but I'm going to do this one with the podcast and see how it works. All right, that's all I have for today. I think we're on the shorter side for the podcast, but like I said, I'm Bill Murray from the Groundhog Day from Groundhog Day, so I don't have a lot to report this week. You can find the podcast on SoundClouds and iTunes under Florence Legally Brunette Bonafide Legal Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram under Florence Legally Brunette. You can also find me on Facebook under my name, and you can find me on my business Facebook page, Law Office of Florence Bremer. You can find me on my website at brimmerlaw.com. We're also on Patreon, and you can contribute to the podcast through Patreon or through the link on SoundCloud. Enjoy your week. 
Stay safe and healthy and talk to you next week. Bye-bye.